hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Bill Higgins has seen the highest highs and the lowest lows, but he's faced it all with a never-quit never attitude. You might as well strike out swinging because you ain't going to hit a home run if you don't swing, and you're not even going to have a chance at it if you don't step up to the plate. He wants to help you overcome whatever adversity you are dealing with in your own life. There are no limits to what your dreams can be. By sharing stories of redemption and strategies on living the best life you can live. Are you looking for some motivation and inspiration to get you on the path to success? Quitting is a learned behavior, not a natural behavior. Our natural instinct is to not quit. But we learn to quit because people talk us out of our dreams. You've come to the right place. These are the Comeback Chronicles. Welcome back to the Comeback Chronicles. Welcome back, never quitters and comebackers. This is Bill Higgins, host of the Comeback Chronicles podcast. Here in my bunker, where I'm social distancing, quarantining, spending some time with my family. I got my little boy Billy with me here on this podcast today. Uh, he's uh, he's been enjoying um, watching me record these podcasts. He sticks his head in the video every once in a while. Uh, likes to get his credit as the photo bomber. Sarah always um, notates he's in there as the photo bomber in the videos where he appears. So I figured, what the heck? If he wants to be a part of it, I'm going to make him be a part of it. Anyway, oh, I got a nice hug from him here too. Thanks, buddy. So anyway, a uh, couple cool things I want to talk about today. First off, um, I just want to kind of talk about what's going on with the podcast and how things are coming along. I've been recording more podcasts. As I've said, I've been putting up some video. I like how that's going. Uh, trying to get more subscribers to the uh, podcast uh, video feed on U the YouTube channel. So uh, if you see this on the YouTube channel, make sure you... Click that like button, uh, subscribe below, and hit the notification button as well uh, so that you stay up to date on the uh, podcast as well as the video feed. What do I got to say, buddy? You say it. What do you want to say? The subscribe button will change colors if you press it. All right. You know you subscribe if the subscribe button changes colors when you press it. Uh, the second thing is um, developing the website. Uh, I don't know. I don't really talk about the website too much because it started out very primitive. It was just a place to hold the podcast. I've added some design to it. It's still kind of under construction, so to speak, uh, but that's coming along. Um, as far as the uh, the Never Quit podcast that I record on Anchor, what I've been doing is uploading. Um, what I've been doing is uploading the Comeback Chronicles podcast to the Anchor Never Quit podcast feed. And when you listen to that, you can um, I usually put a little extra commentary on the beginning uh, so that you know you can get a better idea of uh, what I thought of the episode when it was done. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that. I think what I might start doing is recording sort of a very short daily podcast on the Never Quit podcast feed and then making the uh, Comeback Chronicles a weekly uh, feature that's going to be a little bit longer, a little more in-depth, um, a little bit more of a topic that I worked on, uh, whereas the, top, the Never Quit podcast will sort of be like my thoughts uh, as they come to me at the moment, which I was doing a lot in the summer. Uh, some people like that format. I liked it. Uh, some people like the, the Comeback Chronicles format where it's a little more in-depth, uh, a little more prepared, 
And, uh, you know, I kind of like both. So it's a work in progress. And, uh, you know, your feedback is what helps me make those decisions and decide how I'm going to handle this uh, going forward. The main thing is I'm out here as often as I can trying to help you uh, on your comeback journey, trying to help you come whatever adversity, overcome whatever adversity you're dealing with in your life um, by sharing examples and personal experiences uh, with other people. So uh, let me know what you think. Share your feedback. Uh, I always uh, get a lot out of that. So wh- one of the things I want to mention is I came across this magazine. Just I was doing some cleaning uh, through some files. This is an older magazine from September 2003. It's uh, Entrepreneur Magazine. Uh, this, ep- this magazine uh, issue is from September of 2003. Just had a, I came across something I thought was pretty funny. I'd share that with my audience. Talking about the um, the growth of Wi-Fi, and it says Wi-Fi is now showing up everywhere, from gas stations to coffee houses. Wi-Fi hotspots promise fast and easy internet connections for on-the-go entrepreneurs. I thought this was kind of interesting. So they talk about three hotspots where there's Wi-Fi available. Uh, one of them was the Blue Dragon Coffee House in Albuquerque, New Mexico. They were charging two dollars and ninety-five cents an hour. For Wi-Fi, or four dollars and ninety-five cents per day, and then there was um, there was a couple others here that I wanted to share with you. Um, the, uh, the, yeah, the Double Tree Hotel, also in Albuquerque, New Mexico, they had a Wayport Wi-Fi, and they were charging seven ninety-five for two days, or forty-nine ninety-five a month for unlimited Wi-Fi access. Uh, pretty expensive. And then I thought this one was also pretty funny. The McDonald's in Midtown Manhattan gave one hour of free Wi-Fi with every with every extra value meal purchase. So you actually had to make a purchase. I know um, uh, when I'm out working, which unfortunately has been uh, not uh, too frequent right now, but when I'm out on sales calls, I find McDonald's to be a great place to get free Wi-Fi. They don't, sir. I did go in one one day. I had a sign that said Wi-Fi was for customers only. Um, I was a customer. I was buying a coffee anyway. No big deal. But for the most part, I don't think they care if you just go in there, sit there, and uh, suck up their free Wi-Fi. But I just thought this was funny in in 2003 uh, with the way they were talking about Wi-Fi. And I wanted to share that with my audience. So, kind of staying on the subject of. Uh, internet connectivity, uh, what I wanted to talk to you about today was just a way to help boost your productivity. How many people have an inbox, their email inbox is just completely inundated? Um, How many people have over 100 emails they haven't read in their inbox? How about 500? How about 1,000? Not too long ago, uh, I had a person ask me to help them do something on their phone, and when they handed me their phone, I was was looking, and they had the... uh, their email app, and it said there were over 11,000 unread emails, 11,000 unread emails uh, in their inbox. And, uh, you know, I see this more and more, and we all experience it. I looked just the other day, I had about 1,000 unread emails. Now, I've, I've gone through this a couple times, the, the idea of inbox zero, to try to get your inbox cleared out deal with the email processes that it comes in every day and this is somewhat a difficult task all right this isn't always easy to do um, and it, it I think what happens is we just kind of let it spiral out of control and when it backs up it gets so far out of control 
Uh, we don't know what to do. We just stop caring. We stop looking into it. And what ends up happening is our productivity suffers. Um, we're not responding to things the way that we should. We're losing things in the cluster of, of emails. Um, so what I want to do is I've seen so many solutions out there. You know, everybody's got an idea on how you can address this. And, you know, the thing with ideas is there's not one size that fits all. You know, so what I've done is kind of taken a little bit here, a little bit there, and come up with a solution that works. And I've come up with a great solution uh, to get to Inbox Zero. It's worked for me. Um, the nice thing about the program that I put together, the, the way that I approach it is you can fall off the track and get right back on um, and kind of start over again. Uh, without being discouraged it's uh it's sort of something that it, it can be a little more fluid the way you handle it if you want to knuckle down and just move straight through the the processes i'm going to explain it to you you could get your inbox cleared out you know pretty quickly and efficiently um but if you do it for a couple days and then stop for a couple days you could sort of get right back on the uh on the horse and and do it the way uh that i'm talking about you know what i also find pretty interesting is this doesn't, at least for me and for most people I talk to about this, although our email inbox gets inundated, we seem to clear text messages a lot faster. Uh, very rarely do I see somebody have a bunch of text messages that they haven't replied to. Now, I'm not saying that those people aren't out there, but I don't see it as much as I do with email. And I think that's there's a reason for that. Number one, I think we're more selective about who we give our cell phone to than who we give our email to. Um, everybody has your email address and you put it in um, all the time you're putting you're filling out forms and giving your email address so you get a lot of spam a lot of junk um, usually your email address is somewhat public um, if somebody asks you for your email address um, or asks you for another person's email address you probably give it out pretty quickly whereas you might be a little more hesitant to give somebody somebody's cell phone number without their permission so I think we're a lot more selective in who has our our phone number, our cell phone number to send text messages. Secondly, I think people are a lot more selective about what they text. You know, you'll send an email that's, that, you know, that doesn't require prompt attention, may have a lot of information in there, um, may not require action, may be purely informational, uh, maybe a project that people are working on, whereas a text message is usually, hey, I have a question for you right now. I need to give you this piece of information right now. And you just you know, process it, act on it, and, and you're done. Um, people aren't really expecting long replies to text messages where they might be expecting a little more in-depth response to their email. So we've, we've come to the point where we do a good job of processing text messages. Uh, we are really bad as a society, I think, at processing email. Not everybody. Some are better than others, but as a, in a general rule, I think we do a bad job of processing email. So I've heard of multiple solutions over the years. Um, you know, the the, the, real, the people who are really good at it, they don't even understand those of us who aren't. So they just kind of look at us and say, "Hey, just just reply to your emails when they come in and clear them and delete them and move on." Yeah, that's real easy for those people who say that are able to do that. But we're not all in that boat. Another solution I've heard about and read about and I think it's somewhat of a joke but I think there's also some truth to it too it's called email bankruptcy you just go in and you delete everything you send out a, a, a text or I'm sorry you send out an email to your entire contact um, folder every single person whose email address you have and you say hey I've declared email bankruptcy uh, if you have a message you're waiting for a response from uh, you need to send it again I'm starting from zero that's one solution. Um, one, I don't think it's very professional. Uh, 
number two, uh, you really may lose something that's important um, that you didn't deal with in a timely fashion that could cost you uh, business, cost you money, cost you relationships. So you have to be really careful about that. So email bankruptcy sounds good, but it's something that I would avoid. But I've kind of developed a system that works for me, and maybe it'll work for you. So it's, it's a three-step system. The first step is this. Open your email, obviously, and go all the way to the bottom, whether that's two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, the oldest email that you have in your inbox. And just whatever month that is, let's say it's April of 2016 right now that when you open this up you are just going to go through those that one month worth of emails and you know that's pretty bad if it's april of 2016 let's say it's maybe even april 2018 and just start deleting just delete them all and these don't require much time at all if you haven't replied to this email in two three years whatever it is even if it's a year those people have given up on you responding and there's very little, if you haven't accessed this message in the last, uh, you know, however long, it's unlikely that you're going to. Just start deleting them real fast. Look at it for two seconds. Delete, 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 delete. You're only deleting one month's worth, 30 days worth of emails, all right? Um, now, the next thing you're going to do is you are going to go back to the top. You go to the top of your email and you're going to process the emails that you got for today, all right? Now, when I say process the emails that you got today, there's four things you can do. You could do something about it, reply, act on it, you know, do whatever's being requested in that email right now. You could toss it, just delete it. You don't need it, get rid of it. You could delegate it, at which point you're going to just forward that email to whoever it is that you expect to take action on it uh, with a quick message of what they're going to do. Or you could defer it. Now, I think this is where we get ourselves into problems, the deferral. You look at the email and you say, hey, I'm not going to do anything about this today, but down the road I might want to. Uh, so you just skip over it. Either leave it unread or leave it in your inbox read but not deleted. And these are the ones that are filling up your inbox for the most part. So what you do is uh, you have to figure out a way to handle those things that you're going to defer. I have two methods. There is a system called followupthen.com. It's a free service. Uh, you just go to follow up. Followupthen.com, F-O-L-L-O-W-U-P-T-H-E-N.com. Put in your email address, and now you can you have this service. And it work, it's very intuitive. What you do is you just forward an email to that that ad that uh, domain name with a preface of whatever you want it to be. Tomorrow at followup.com, uh, Friday at followupthen.com. Uh, 3 p.m. on Tuesday at followupthen.com. It's real simple. Whatever you put in there, at that date and time, you are going to get a, that email back again and be able to deal with it. This is really good for deferring things. The other thing you can do is um, I use Evernote to save things, and Evernote comes with an email address. I forward it to my Evernote inbox, and uh, there, it, there it sits until I get to it. Now, somewhere else, you got to make a note that you have to deal with this thing, follow up, but it's out of your inbox now. It's somewhere else, so when the time comes to deal with it, you can access it, all right? Um, so that's what you got to do with your emails that are coming in today. Do something about it, toss it, delegate it, or defer it. I'm going to recommend to you that you do this three times a day. Uh, do it once in the morning when you get up, however your morning routine is, when you normally check your email. This is when you're going to start processing the in inbox today. Um, do it in the afternoon, and again, do it in the evening. 
Uh, this is when you're going to process that do toss delegate defer process for the new incoming emails. Whenever you're going to delete your 30 oldest emails, the 30 days of oldest emails, that whatever that works for you, whenever it is you've set aside the time to work towards inbox zero. Um, so uh, those are the steps to numbers one and two. Here's step number three. Work in at some point during this processing every day, getting rid of the next oldest day. So you're going to process today's, uh, whatever you have left when you first time you do this, whatever you have from yesterday you didn't process, you're going to process that. Tomorrow when you get in there and do it, you're going to process that day's emails and it's going to be two days ago that you're going to go back and, and uh, process, go through that processing um, uh, procedure that we talked about. The next day, you're going to have that day and three days back, et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so forth. Sooner or later, that 30 days that you're deleting at the bottom is going to catch up with the one day back you're taking care of um, below your inbox, uh, your daily, uh, today's emails, I should say. And they're going to catch up and you're going to be able to clear them all. So eventually, you're going to come across an email that... Um, you get a lot from the same place and you never do anything with it. Let me tell you, do one of two things here or do them both really. Number one, go back, go up to the search bar, type in that address and all the emails for that um, sender are going to come up. Delete them all. The next thing you do, ask yourself is, do I really want to continue receiving email from this source? If I do, great. Don't worry about it. If you don't, go there and unsubscribe. All right. This is a big thing. We, we get so many emails from things that we never look at, never use. We need to get in there and unsubscribe to those. All right. Um, so that's the, that's the third step. So you got the first step is getting rid of the 30 oldest days. The second step is processing today's emails. And the third step is processing the next most recent day. Uh, and like I said, during that process, you're going to be unsubscribing to anything that you don't normally want. All right. Um, the other thing, you may come across an email that's a little bit older uh, that you realize that you probably should have done something about, but you didn't. I'm going to recommend you have a form response that you just have saved and you copy and paste so you can move th through these things pretty quickly. It says something like this. You sent me this email last year or whatever the date is. Please accept my apology for overlooking it. My inbox can get overwhelming sometimes. I'm sure you can relate. If this still needs my attention, please get back to me. Otherwise, I will presume that this has been resolved. Thank you for your understanding. Simple as that. Have it saved so that you can just copy and paste that in there and move through it very quick. Um, I, I think people will understand. I've done it before. People appreciate it. They're like, oh, I'm glad you finally got back to me on that. They might update you on what has happened since then. They might thank you and say, hey, you know what? I do still, still need your attention to that. Thanks for getting in touch with me. Um, so that's just one way to handle that thing. So the beauty of this whole system that I talked about is this. You could start it and finish it and get back on the horse at any time. All right. If you, if you do it for a couple days and fall off the horse when you get back there, the, the next 30 days of the oldest emails are going to be there for you to delete. Uh, you're going to be able to process today's email, whatever day that is. And then the next day that you didn't process could have been yesterday, the day before or whatever. So 
Uh, I think it's a system that works. It works for me. Uh, I My only regret is that I don't do it often enough, but at least two different times using this process, I've gotten to inbox zero. Uh, as I started preparing for this podcast, I had close to a thousand emails that I needed to process, uh, but my th- oldest 30 days was only 11 months ago. Uh, so... Uh, I'm back on that horse, and I'm going to try it. I'll update you on the next podcast of how that's going, but I expect to be right back to Inbox Zero real soon. Now, you may ask yourself, why Why do you care? Why is it even important to be at Inbox Zero? And maybe to you it's not. Um, I, I think it relieves some stress. Uh, it puts you in a position where you feel like you're more in control of what's going on. Uh, when you have those emails just sitting there, you're not dealing with it, you feel a little bit out of control. So, hey, it's my productivity tip for the day. If it works for you, great. If not, no harm, no foul, right? So, uh, appreciate you listening. I uh, One other thing I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, some of the things I'm doing, what I'm trying to do is every day is put a daily uh, motivational message out in the morning, and I've been, I've been posting that on TikTok and Snapchat. So, if you uh, if you don't follow me on either of those platforms, please do. Um, I'm real easy to find. Both of them are under my name, uh, Bill Higgins. So uh, look me up on there. If you uh, can't find me, send me a message and I'll get you a link uh, so that you can take care of that. So I look forward to being uh, here again talk to you real soon. And in the meantime, never surrender, never give up, never quit. Remember, tomorrow isn't promised, but today is. You get out there and make the very best of it. Your best days lie ahead of you. Thanks for listening to the Comeback Comeback Chronicles. If Bill has motivated and inspired you today, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share it. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching the Comeback Comeback Chronicles. If you want to book Bill as a speaker for your organization, email him at bill at billhigginsjr.net. Hope you'll come back for more inspiration from the Comeback Chronicles.